You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another episode of After the Jack. We're uh, rolling right through 2022. We're nearly at the end of January already. It's uh, it's going very quickly. Uh, I'm Tyler Ma, your host here at the Shepherd and News. And uh, as always, Ash Williamson joins us. Ash, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, listeners. And uh, great to be back for another week of the After the Jack podcast. And uh, the Honourable Brian Nisbet, uh, as always, is also here. Brian, what have you been up to? Yes, uh, thanks Tyler. Um, good to be back on the show again. Uh, played midweek like our guest today and uh, we had another win so we're top in Division 3. That's Shep number one. Uh, our rink went down, we lost our first game. Uh, with I'm playing third to Terry Rowe. But Lynn Thatcher bowled exceptionally well um, and her team. It was a team effort. Um, and got across the line by, as I said, three shots. But we won overall. So it's a team game, isn't it? Yes. yes. And, um, Brian, your interview last week with the, the Mayor of Waikool, Ian Main, um, reach, reached uh, over at Waikool and you got some good feedback from that. And we've got a guest in studio today, so hopefully you can keep your good form rolling with the, uh, with the interviews. Raving Brian, yes. Yes. Um, but well, well done again with that Ian Main interview. We are great personality, and um, like you said, it was well received. And um, you'll introduce our guest here today in the studio as well. Yeah, our special guest today is none other than Paul Ledger from Shepherd and Golf Bowling Club. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Brian. Pleasure to be here. And what an extraordinary performance! Uh, a B grade championship. He wasn't happy with that. He had to play that and win it before he could. Uh, feature in the A-grade championship, and he went on and won that. It's never been... It's never been done at Shep Golf. I doubt if it's been done at any other club. Yeah, I've been trying to rack my brains, and I actually... I've been meaning to look at the honour boards at Shep Park, but I... I'm not 100% sure I'd stand corrected. Don Dickinson, I reckon, may in 2006 may have won the B and A and actually won the Champion of Champions that year as well, but I stand corrected. But certainly in recent times, I can't think of anyone else, Paul, so it's a, it's a massive achievement. Yeah, it is. I was very, very surprised. And, yeah, I've been bowling quite well, so I was just on a bit of a roll and, yeah, all fell into place at the time. And you beat some big names. Well, you'd have including, to. Including yeah. um, Brad Orr to get there in the, Correct, when yeah, you yeah. find Brad. Beat him in the semi-final. Beat him in the semi. In the first round, I had John Tucker, which was a was a tough game. In the second round, I had John Dagger. Got through that one, and then we played the first two rounds, and then played the come back the second second weekend, and had Glenn Power in the next round, and good got draw bowler. Yep, yeah, good draw bowler. Then had um, Brad Orr. So we played. I played midweek. That's so they had to play during the week because with other state events and everything else was on. So played about forty degrees over at Rushworth and on a slow green and. <laughs> and come back and, and played Brad the afternoon on a quick green at Shep Golf, and yeah, it was a very high standard game, and uh, we had a great, it was a great result for me, and got through that one. And once I got through to the A grade, I'd realised I got through to the B, so that was on a Tuesday night. So then I had to play the following night against Rob McKay in the B grade on the Wednesday night, and got through that one, and then yeah, and the following Friday, well the next Friday I played um, Graham Waddell in the final and got through that. So I played nearly four nights of the week in. Give me matches to get get them all played. Yeah, so it was a big, big 
Yeah, big time, yeah. So, big week. It's, it's almost big like, like the Australian Open on at the moment. You're playing every sort of second day in, in scorching heat and uh, each each match sort of seems to get progressively harder and you're able to just keep keep well, fighting yeah, on there. Yeah, just, um, yeah the, every game was, was tough and just got a few breaks here and there and got over the line on them, so it was good. Well, you're currently leading in Division 2 but have played a number of games in the top side. Um, a couple of years ago you kicked off, didn't you, in Division 1? Yeah, a couple one. of years ago I played... Most of the season? Yeah, played about the first nine games in uh, led in Division 1. And that was just good experience and helped. I'm only a relatively only been bowling sort yep. of five or six years, so it was good good experience to play against those better better bowlers and just concentrate and learn to, yeah, just learn my craft a bit. And then being back in the twos in the last couple of years and lead for, for Roy Brown and and we've had a lot of success. Last year we only lost the one... The one yep. for the year and one that went on the one the premiership and this year it's been a bit of a mixed bag. We've had that we've had a pretty the ring's been changed up a little bit over this year, so but we're going along okay. And the club we're sitting on had our first loss on the weekend just gone, but apart from that we're still well clear on top, so we're still travelling pretty well in the twos. Yeah, and uh, Roy's team was your rink was the rink of the year in division two. You only lost one game. Yeah. And you emulated another player out there who's only ever played in B grade. He hadn't even played A grade, and that's Ian McCartan. Uh, he won the um, A grade championship last year. Yeah, Ian, um, he, bowls, he bowls in my rink in midweek and a yeah, very good draw bowler. And I play a few times with Ian, and no, he's, a very, he's a very consistent bowler as well. So no, he's a... He's a great clubman, and yeah, he's good to have around the club. Yeah, he runs all our tournaments at the club, and yeah, no, yeah. he's a he's a great bloke. I mean, top, yeah. was a top cricketer, played district cricket for Hawthorne East Melbourne, and and getting onto your sporting career, Paul. I know before you picked up lawn bowls, you're a tennis player um, in the region as well. Is there many skills that transferred from tennis into picking up lawn bowls from when you started um, that you sort of um, were able to apply to sort of pick it up as quickly as you have? Yeah, I've played tennis for. Probably the first, yeah, from 10 till I was about 42-ish. So I played yep. just over 30 years of tennis. I played with mainly Central Park and, yep. and St Andrews and had a little bit of success in the lower grades, won a few premierships. Yep. Had a good backhand, but beforehand wasn't <laughs> wasn't very good. So probably a bit like bowls, my backhand's probably a better shot than my forehand too, which um, I'm trying to improve on the on the forehand. Yep. I suppose the hand-eye coordination and, and, um, and just the touch and everything else at all, probably both sports helps with bowls as well, yeah, when you just draw bowling, yep. And I guess the practice as well is it's a lot of repetition and doing the same thing over and over again. To, you is, know, yeah. your, your forehand and backhand in tennis and your serve, it's same, you know, getting on the mat and bowling um, and having lots yeah, of ends. having a routine and just getting on the mat and just focusing and same with tennis. You do the – your backhand's pretty much the same and your – Bowls the same as well. It's just you know, getting a good routine and yep, and just sticking to it. Hopefully, man, get what about tactically? I suppose um, you know playing tennis singles, you're probably trying to outthink and, and outfox the opponent. Um, singles matches in bowls are, are pretty much the same, aren't they? You, you're obviously trying to work on uh, what you're doing, but you've obviously got to think about the opponent as well. Yeah, that's right. You've just got to try and get you know get it in the especially in the club championship games. You've got four bowls, so that's um, you might have a couple on and realize they've got a few at the back. So you've just got to, especially with the guys, have a go at the. Try and drive it. You could have to sort of cover your back, I suppose, and cover their bowls. So make sure you just you might have you know three or four in the kitty. They could have three or four at the back, and they get the kitty. And next minute you're down. What three was your, what was your game plan going in against Ori? Obviously, you mentioned you'd um, you'd played um, earlier in the day over at Rushworth, and uh, and then you come back and play on your quicker green at home. What what sort of mindset do you go yeah, in playing played, a singles play like him? Yeah, because a week before, a few days before, we played Trevor Dunlop in the match before, and, and they had a really good tussle. I think it was I think Ori got up by three or four shots in the end, but. I had a chat to Trevor a few days before. We played midweek together and 
and he just said, "Yeah, just get your just you're a good draw bowler, so you just get your get your bowls on." And um, yeah, and also, I'm very close with with Darkie Ryan, a legend of the mm. of the uh, the Golden Valley and other bowls leagues. And and he always said to me, "A good bowl, a good draw bowler, a beater." Which I know, good driver, you know, yeah. So, yep. yeah, yeah. So he was probably he got me into bowls at the start, sort of when I first thought about getting into it. So I, um, yeah, I listen to him and the chats. We've been a lot about bowls, and he rings me to see how he always follows me progress in bowls, and we always have a yeah chat. Yeah. You got you got a few more to catch up to Darky yeah, in the yeah, series. Yeah, a lot more to catch up there, but he's he's been a good. He's probably been the biggest influence on my career. Like yeah, when I, I used to go along to the even before in the bowls, just go because I'm good friends with Darky's. Granddaughter Caitlin and so yes. I used to go along to the presentation. Nice, the Roy Rowan Medal, Division One Medal. So I go along before I started bowls, and I played tennis for so long. I thought I had enough of tennis. I thought I'll get into. I played in the lawn bowls. I played at barefoot bowls years and years ago with Eddie Hyde at East Shep on a yes. probably ten or twelve years ago, I guess. And I enjoyed the bowls, and I just thought, and then I thought, no, I'm getting on a bit. I thought I've had enough of tennis, so. And I said to Darkie, you know, where I live down the south in this end of Shep, so I said, you know, where do I go, East Shep or? Shep Park or, you know, Shep Golf, and he goes, nah, come to Shep Golf, they're probably the best, you know, good good club, so yeah, he was the one that sort of made me sort of move to Shep Golf. Not, yeah. not a bad mentor, Brian? No, good, very good. <laughs> um, and how's um, Roy going? He was inducted in as a legend of the Golden Valley Bowls division last year, him and his little mate... Uh, Sinclair, Wally, Wally Sinclair, Sinclair yep. plus um, Gene Sprague, and I know he got a kick out of it. Yeah, no, he's going really well. He was wrapped with those awards, but at the moment, I suppose in the in the Collar Gardens, they've had a few lockdowns over mm. the last sort of couple of years, like. Yeah, but you know, he's still his spirits are well. Well, I saw him last Sunday, and we um, yeah had a beer together and then chat, and no, he's he's in good spirits and doing well. Yeah, he, he actually yeah. came down with um, Gary Baldy Grant to um, watch a bit of Shep Golf and Shep Park yeah, yesterday, so yeah. he was out last Saturday as well. So good yeah. to see him out and about yeah. again and um, able to get out, obviously amid all the the lockdowns and stuff well, like that. And he's still that. looking fit and well. No, he's still fit. Yeah, he's still. Yeah. He had a, he's had to come out of golf. He's had a couple of rolls just midweek for after just practice. And he still he still sends them down pretty well. Yeah, he yeah. probably still get a game in probably most. Probably a lot of Division Three sides these days. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well, he last played third for Chris Wright out at Shep Golf about three yeah. years ago. And he, as you say, he's more than handy. Yeah, he's still a very good bowler. Well, yeah. he'd, he'd forget more about bowls than most people will ever learn, I reckon. That's, you know, yeah. he's just that much knowledge and experience. So he's a, he's a great person to, just to talk heat, to bowls yeah, about. It's sort of hard to have the heat these days. Knocks him around a bit just playing pennant these days. So it's mm. hard for him to play a pennant and just stand out in the sun all day. Yeah. Absolutely. So, mm. No doubt, Paul, you've got aspirations to get back in the Vision 1 side uh, because after winning the most coveted singles uh, club title in the GV, there's no doubt about that, you would also be the first arm bowler to win an A-grade and B-grade championship, Shep Golf. That would be a first. Yeah, I think P- I... Possibly, yeah. I think I am the first arm bowler, yeah. yeah. So... Um so, uh, did you start? You started I freehand. Started off freehand, yeah, yeah. And then probably the first two years, I bowled freehand. Then just had a back, yeah, just yeah, it was a bit of a freak accident. Just sort of bent over, just a mm. and just felt a crack in me back, and and just dislocated discs and slipped discs and everything else. And yeah, and from there, I just um, yeah, I couldn't just couldn't still can't yeah, I just can't bend down to bowl. So it's um, and I picked up. So I used the arm. So I probably was nearly. I didn't bowl. For, I struggled to walk for a couple of months. I probably I didn't bowl for a little while, and that was pretty much. I'd been bowling a couple of years, and then the lower grades, I suppose. And yeah, and yeah, I picked up the arm fairly. Yeah, just had a, just went out and yeah, got an arm. Just went out and practiced, and yeah, and picked it up. People who had them just gave me a few tips on 
I suppose, stances and people, everyone's different. I sort of put my hand in my me, me left pocket and just for a bit of balance, I guess, and some people don't. But, yeah, I was told to do that at the start, so I'm just... Yep. Yeah, just, D- Darkie you know, would have been a good one for that as well yeah, because he, he picked me, up an arm later in his career. In his career, yeah, he gave me a bit of help with the arm and, and there was a few others. When I first started bowling, Jock Hasty, he sort of coached me at the start, I suppose, at, yep. at golf. He gave me a lot of lessons. And, um, yeah, with the arm, I sort of really yeah, picked it up probably... On my own, really, just uh, learned weight and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Darky, when he first picked it up, um, he used to just practice rolling the bowl down the hallway of his his little unit at yeah. Kyla Gardens, just to practice feeling the bowl releasing out of the stick and not yeah. worrying about where it, it goes, because obviously it's quite different to holding it in in your hand yeah, and that's right. It's re- releasing the, the the trigger at the right time, so it comes out nice and smooth. Yeah, when I first sort of took it up, another bowler, Eddie Hyde, who I know pretty well. He's, yes, he's done well. He was using an arm at the time, so I used to go around and visit him, and he had the arm, so I just grab it and just get out in their backyard and just practice release and, and got them all got them out pretty good all the time so I just thought yeah, and then from there I just went yeah, out to golf and just got on the green and yep. and just uh, picked it up fairly quickly yeah, so so it was good Absolutely. yeah well yep. mate Eddie I've played more pairs of Eddie oh, probably probably edge out more of the pairs I played with Daniel Nichols or close to it yep he's now gone to merch, merch. but yeah. yeah Eddie's a very good still a very good very yeah, well, good Draw I think him, yeah. I think they pigeonholed him at Shep Park. He was playing Division Four, and he yeah. was still good enough to lead in Division Two. Yeah, I went out to Shep with him a couple of weeks ago before yeah. this, just just after New Year, and we had an hour and he bowls there. He still he gave me a run for his money. He still had a very good. Yeah, he's still very. He sort of doesn't doesn't speak a lot these days, but he's um, he's still bowling yeah, very well. Yeah, and he's he's rings doing well for merch every week too as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's been your toughest opponent you've played against so far? Like every week, it's yeah. You just play your probably the old cliche. But every week you play, you know, you're you're leading. I guess you yeah, you just try to out, out out bowl them. So there's no yeah. I've had I always have a good tussle most weeks. So yeah, yeah. so it's good. Yeah, there's no. Have you got Have you got aspirations to maybe move up to a second or third or even skip position or you you like the the draw aspect of yeah, leading in, and um, in midweek the first few weeks I played in the division two side this year I've been playing midweek so I played um, played second. Yep, um, with Frank Ivax ring for the first probably three or four yep games I guess, and that was good just to yeah play a few different shots and and um, but I've led on a sad day yeah you know, I've led every game I think every yep. every game I played yeah so um, well I mean Shep Golf's had a lot of good leaders who have just done that for like you only look at Jock Hasty yeah, for Jock. his career and, and I think John Dagger started to skip it he's probably led a lot you know he's probably played a few different roles in. You know, but he's led for a long time. He has, yeah. yeah. And, and, and and you talk to a lot of people, they say a, a good lead will win you a lot of games, Brian. It's so important, isn't it? Yeah, I still think it's the most important position. Marupna's leader today um, set them up in our match. Yep. Had could, a really good game and it's it's not easy to... Um, you got one or two puts you under pressure straight away. Absolutely. Yeah, it's if you get your bowls on early, it's leads their second or third, then it's got to try and get you off. So it's a couple of bowls that they've had to... Yeah. And occasionally you're still sitting there at the end, but yeah, <laughs> not very often, probably. Yeah. Nah, yeah. You're, you're 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 always expecting to get knocked off, but uh, if you don't, it's always it always makes you feel good at the end yeah, of that. Even end. if you're leading, I suppose if you're always behind, I guess is what the skippers want. Don't want you in front and short as long as you can be even two or three foot. You know, sometimes they you're two or three foot behind and you end up shot, or yes, the kitty gets yeah, so as long as you're behind the kitty, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And Paul Golfer looking at the double again um, in Division One and Two. And would have to be favourites to achieve this once more. Um, your practice regime each week, do you go out each? Well, yeah. Tuesday, do oh, you so still go Tuesday. out for a roll? Oh, you don't? Not as much. I play, I play Tuesday pretty That's much. Yeah, you play in your 50 ends. I, mean, I play a lot of tournaments too. Um, you play your Saturday and Saturday pennant and play, 
play tournaments. So that's probably the main. I'm playing yep. probably three times, three times a week probably. So it's so you go out every Thursday night. That's the official night, isn't it? Oh, Thursday is. Well, I don't at golf. I mean, yeah, I sort of do the Tuesday, the Saturday, and yeah, and play a tournament. So I don't do a lot of Thursday nights. No. Yeah. Okay, so it's not um, Ridgy Dids that you go out each Thursday night to practice. As uh, long as I get me, I play me Tuesday and yeah, me Saturday and tomorrow. I think they have three days. It seems to. And with me back, I don't want to sort of overdo it too. A lot, so I don't want to sort of over. You can you can overplay, can't you? Sometimes like you can be bowling really well, and you think, oh yeah, you know, I'll go and play this tournament, or I'll play whatever, and then all of a sudden you you've had so much bowls, you're tired, and you, you're all of a sudden you're out of form, and that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can play too much sometimes. And so just with yeah, we get a little, yeah, it knocks me around. Not yeah, just with your back, I suppose. Yeah, every after a game of pennant, it takes you a bit to recover the next day or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and you've so. stuck to the one set of bowls. How many sets of bowls have you? No, only had? two. I started off um, when I started playing bowls. I had a Set of Taylor Redlines, yep. um, which at the time were quite. I got them off Darkie, bought them off Darkie. They were quite. They were an old set of bowls, and I used them. They were a big wide draw and bowl. And um, at the end of a sort of the end of last season, halfway through the mid mid season, I sort of said to Jock, um, well, "I'm thinking about changing my bowls. I've had them for a long time, and they were out of date by a fair few years too. I think so." <laughs> so um, he had a set of um, evolves there. So I thought um, I had a practice with them. In the um, just in the in the social in the off season and yeah I handled them pretty well and seemed to go good so struck up a deal with Jock and yes yeah, so I bought those and I've been using those since then and all the way through so no they're very yeah they're they can be a bit like footy boots I reckon bowls you know there's lots of different types out there and you know um, there's always a new model coming out and you just sort of got to find what works for you I guess and yeah you know, that's right these and they sort of seem to they had a, they still got a good draw on them and yep. you know, if you've got to get around bowls and um, and I've been told they're good, yeah, with, with wind and stuff, yeah, they're good, they sort of hold their line and yep. everything else, so, no, they've been, yeah, I'll just go on, yeah, they sort of, they work for me, so, yeah. Absolutely. So, Jock kept up in the price on the bowls after they kept getting <laughs> closer, they were getting to kiddies and winning championships, he sort of kept, kept putting the price up. So. I, I always think it's the one you find the least issues with, because uh, you're, you're always going to find uh, good things with whatever set of bowl you pick up, but the one the, the one that gives you the least amount of... Um, Cause for second thought is always the one uh, that, that you want to be bowling with. Yeah, uh, I'm confident using these bowls. Yeah. And yeah, it's like today, they're orange, so today I think we had orange and blue bowls. With, so it's pretty hard to tell who's, whose bowl was who today. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, all had the same colours. So it's good. All right. Brian, are we going to go to a break or do we want to go into the reviews of weekend and well, we Saturday? Can, well, we can kick off a review of round nine of weekend. Yes. Okay, Division one. Start at the top. Tad Hilltop upset Kai, who was second and went into the f- and went into the four as a result. That is Tad Hilltop. Yep. And they had one by a good mark, twenty-seven shots. David Cartwright by twenty shots over Johnny Horsley's rink was a telling um, performance. Greg Schilling won, and the undefeated Glen Fields drew with Peter Lasur, and Hilltop secured fifteen points. Tad Hilltop. To Kai, Abr- um, to Kai Abrams three. Kai slipped from second to third on the ladder. And just just on that, um, Tatura Hilltop were, were playing with a bit of a heavy heart. Um, we must mention uh, Barry Cartwright, father of David Cartwright and Glenn Cartwright, uh, passed away during last week. And um, 
Yeah, so it was an emotionally charged victory in many ways for Titura Hilltop. And, you know, David obviously playing, uh, you know, could have pulled out but wanted to play and honour the memory of his father, Barry, and, and had a really good day out on the greens on Saturday. So condolences to the Cartwright family on the passing of Barry. And um, his funeral was yesterday in Kybram, I believe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, condolences to his family and um, and well done to Titura Hilltop on, on beating Kybram on Saturday and well done to David. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate those comments. I uh, I've mentioned them on the radio show, but thanks, Ash, for um, bringing that up on the podcast. And we also we also uh, lost Bobby Marshall, who was a stalwart at uh, East Shep and Rushworth, and um, his and his wife Mavis is well mm. known round the traps, a very good bowler in her own right. But uh, Bobby was. Um, yeah, a well-known bowler, and I didn't mention on the radio, but he, he he had a bit of a taste for trifle. I remember he knocked off half a trifle there at Stanhope <laughs> one day at a tournament. I've never seen anyone uh, slip into a trifle like Bobby. <laughs> but uh, I'll remember him fondly for that. Tally thumped Stanhope by 70 shots, 18 zip, which Mitch side bottom by 31 shots. Tally reclaimed the uh, second spot of result and Stanhope remained last. Yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire for um, for Jamie Stokes drawing Mitch Sidebottom in her first game skipping, but um, no doubt she'll be better for the experience. And Ben Fletcher as well skipped for the first time in Division 1. So um, tough day at the office for Stanhope, but um, good to see them giving those sorts of players an opportunity to step up and, and have a go at skipping in Division 1. Yeah, I think it's really important to, to make sure you still... Um pushing those fresher bowlers who mm. haven't skipped at that level before up there, even if, you know, the result didn't go your way. I, I, I would hate to see them then um, drop them back too many pegs um, in the following weeks. Yeah, well, obviously they're in the relegation battle as opposed to fighting for a top four spot. So, um, you know, um, I think there should be still exposure there for them in the, in the last few rounds to hopefully try and get them off the bottom of the ladder. Well, you can only learn by playing exactly. against good skippers. It's a yep. no doubt ja- Jamie and Ben deserved an opportunity. Yes, and it might be a, they played against the state champion in mid side bottom, and uh, who did Ben play against? Robert. Le- Matt Robertson. Matt Robertson, mm. another state player. Yep. A former state player, so I mean they had a baptism of fire, like you said. Yes, but I do hope Stan, hope Perth fear you'd have to go along with that, Paul. No, I think so. Yeah, it's better than those clubs. Yeah, it's best to give you your talent and your young guys a, a go. Yeah, for sure. And your club, Paul Shep Golf, were too good, even on Parks uh, Fortress Carpet with a comfortable twenty-two shot margin. Yeah, Chris Ferguson's rink had an outstanding um, twenty-three shot victory. Uh, 16-2, Shep Golf, the points, and uh, your rink. Ashley, Paul Nichols uh, defeated um, Brad, Robinson. Brad Robinson yeah, to get two points for Park, who slipped out of the four as a result. Yeah, look, um, it was a bit of a – the game was over at half time really. Um, Chris Ferguson led 29-0 after 14 ends at the break. Peter Matthews' rink hadn't got on the board. Um, so they, you know, they managed to win the second half, fifteen nine. But overall, the margin was too too much to sort of cover. We, our rink, um, we got off to a flyer as well. We were twenty one five up at the break. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to cover a thirty shot sort of on one rink. And um, Paul Warren had a good tussle with Brad Orr, but 
um, you know, or he sort of had his nose in front at the end, remains unbeaten, and uh, by virtue of Glenn Fields' draw, is now outright leader in the skip of the year race. Um, and Connor Truen uh, just got his uh, nose in front against Dennis Smythe. Wayne Dagger outstanding at third. I think he's probably the next one. Paul Paul could probably speak to this. Yeah, the, the improvement he's made in the past few years, he looks to me to be the next skip, uh, Division 1 skip coming through for Shep Golf. The, the confidence he can, he's, he's showing and playing all the shots at third, yeah. he just looks like he's got that skip mentality to me. He plays, he plays a lot with, uh, with Oregon, the state pairs, and they've got that on well. And yeah, he's got yeah, – he could – yeah, he's got all the shots and he's a very, very good bowler. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think he's very good for Connor as well. You know, he's um, can can be a bit erratic at times and want to play the big shots. And I noticed Wayne a couple of times just sort of had to say, no, you only need to be, you know, a couple of feet over in your weight. You don't need that massive um, ditch weight. And, um, you know, he's a really good influence, I think, on Connor and just trying to settle him down and play the percentages a little bit better. So um, He reads ahead well and yeah, yeah. he's good, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And Cheppy's triumphed by nine shots at Euroa. We've coached Brent Reiner in continuing his winning one. I think he's he might have drawn one and won three in a row. And Popper Gripple um, is still unbeaten, uh, having a big win, uh, Popper's rink. And Kenny Sutcliffe and Andy Houston likewise for Euroa. And East finished up with 14 points to your rowers four. Yeah, look, East is making a bit of a run at fourth. Um, two big wins in a row after the Christmas break uh, against Tally Garupner and backing it up, which was most important, really, um, you know, to uh, after that high of knocking off Tally last week, it was important they consolidated that and continue their push for that fourth spot. And, um, you know, they've got a big couple of weeks coming up to try and keep that momentum going. And I know that they... They play Shep Park in the last round, so you know if they're around the around the mix, they'll give themselves a chance to sneak into the four after a sort of an up and down start to the season. Yeah, and that's without Jeff Beatty's rink contributing, and they're still only he's won one out of eight games. It's hard to believe. Given last year, I think he only lost three three or four yeah. tops, maybe. So yeah, it's been but in a different I, season. The opposition's obviously just played better on the day there. They've been um, it, well. They've been competitive the last few games. He, he would have had a big win the day against Shep Park if we hadn't have got heated out. He was miles up that day, yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. Round nine, weekend division two, and the upset of the season. Tad Hilltop last defeated the undefeated Shep Golf Paul's team ninety seven to seventy six. By twenty one shots, a good time. I said to Paul, "Have you on the program?" <laughs> a whitewash. At Hilltop, Paul Newman, Barry Ibbett, Seth Tiros and Tim Nile were the successful uh, skippers of their rinks. And, uh, yeah, they saluted in a memorable victory. Was this at golf or at? No, it was at, um, at Hilltop. Yeah. At Hilltop, yep. yep. Um, Paul Newman, first game for the year um, back back playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that'll give them a bit of confidence, hopefully, going forward. Their, their depth um, took a bit, of hit, a bit of a hit in, in the lead-up to this season. So their Division Two side probably hasn't, hasn't been as strong as they would have liked. But um, a win like this can certainly help push them off the bottom of the ladder, at least. And... Um, yeah, give you guys, Paul, um, you know, a big reason to rebound this oh, week. Rebound, yeah. Yeah. Like our rink on, so we had a good battle. Like we, we went down by five shots to Tim Niles' rink, but and he bowled the skip bowl very well. Tim Niles, he converted a lot of, yeah, just pushed up balls into shot and just and drew shots. He bowled very well. And we had a good battle. It was only a few shots in our game all day. Yeah. Paul but Newman's, I think his rink got up by seven or eight shots, I think, against um, Pete. But, yeah, it was close. Other rings, less than five shots, but, yeah, we... 
yeah, it's a bit of a wake up call and just yeah, we hopefully we can bounce back this week and we've got a good break. I'm sort of still on second spot. So forty yeah, points it is. Forty yeah. points. Yeah. So hopefully we can just yeah, bounce back. That this was week Pete Fairgrave's first Pete, loss. First loss for the year it was. Yeah. 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 It's so pretty yeah. hard to remain unbeaten. And last the, you year, said the like, greens were pretty good too. Greens are good, but a bit of a queen. Like last year, we lost one game for the year last year, and that was against Hilltop at Hilltop. Yes. And end up going on to win the premiership. So hopefully it's a bit of an omen, I suppose, <laughs> this year as well, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, but the Greens Greens bowled quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're at Tatura this week, and they're they're reportedly running really well as well. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see. It will. Um, East Shep swap places with Park, mm-hmm. defeating them by twenty seven shots at East sixteen two. David Downs, who's had a pretty good season, he's ranked one by twenty one shots. And Gavin Flanagan, the Evergreen, was the only positive for Park when he's ranked up. Got up. Yeah, look, he won, I think, the last six or seven ends to just sort of uh, manage to salvage two points for Park, which was a good effort. But East got the jump on them early out on the um, undercover green out at East there. And, um, yeah, Park sort of struggled to adjust to it a little bit. Uh, and, yeah, look, East, that's that's twice they've they've beaten Park this year and uh, swapped places with them in the four. So uh, Park, Park's got certainly got a rebound this week. And Marupna 7 thrashed Rushworth by 45 shots. Um, I did select Rushworth, so that was a good tip. At <laughs> home, 16-2. Relegating Rushy from 4th to 6th on the ladder. Rushy were without Gene Sprague and Mavis Marshall, however. And special mention to Bruce Robson's rink. They won by 26 shots. This is Bruce's second game in three years. Mm-hmm. And according to Stewie Florence today, he was in outstanding form. So, what's the? Is there a reason for the? Absence? Well, he had he had illness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, the division two, the nature of the competition this year, a loss can be really crucial in these last few rounds. Obviously, Rushworth dropping from fourth to six, given how tight it is after Shep Golf. Um, every game's of vital importance, and Marupna keeping themselves in the mix. Um, last year's grand finalists, um, and you know they're they're looking to try and push back in this second half of the year after a struggling in the first half. Yeah, well, I, I picked them to to make the four, but uh, they've still got the like the little boy at the barrow. They've got a, a bit a bit in front of them still. <laughs> Kai went from six to fourth when they eclipsed Marupna Golf by nineteen shots, fourteen four at home. Darren Boswood's rink won by 23 shots for Kai, whilst the Evergreen Bill Malins rink won by 19 for Marupna Golf, but it wasn't enough to get him over the line. So Marupna Golf was another one that was that's in the mix as well. I think they were sitting fifth before the round. So, um, you know, Kybrun jumps into the four, and uh, there's, there's certainly some interesting games this week, which we'll touch on in a little bit, that are going to shape that four even more. Yeah, it certainly are, Ash. Uh, weekend... Division 3. Stanhope 7th put relegation concerns out of the equation for a while with a good nine-shot victory over sixth-place Avenal, 14-4. Ken Hopner's rink were the difference with a 13-shot victory. East Shep last succumbed again this time to Marutna by 11 shots after leading after 88 ends. Uh, East went down 4-14. Arthur Smith's ranked by 19 and Noel Heldon's ranked by 12 set up the victory despite Mick Italia and Gunter McInnes' ranked victory having good wins. Uh, I must mention Mick Italia. I thought he, 
he played an eight out of nine game in our in our particular rink. But he's away this Saturday. He's going down to see Moulin Rouge with his wife in Melbourne. So there you go. So are you step, stepping up with Skip Brian or? Well, probably not. They probably probably won't think I can handle the pressure. <laughs> I'm getting on, you know. I'm getting old. Park swap places with Tally. Moving the second spot with a clean sweep at home by a big margin of 32 shots, 18 zip. Whispering Wes Gibbs rink, the biggest factor, winning by 13 shots. Seymour undefeated by a colossal 83 shots over Shep Golf and Home, giving them 9 out of 9 and 520 shots up. Incredible. Differential. Yeah. Flint by 28, Eichfuss by 25 and Brown by 23 highlighted the vast difference between the two sides. I, I don't know. I haven't seen as many scores in the 40s for their some of their rinks throughout this year ever in you know, my time sort of involved nah, in bowls. it's been un- unbelievable. I'd love to see some of their scorecards and the numbers they seem to be getting most weeks. Like, to get to 40, you know, you need a couple of fives or fours or they might be getting eights. I don't know, but it's well, just massive. If you bring up the Division 4 skips, laddie, you'll see how they, they've got to all be in the top four Yeah, five. Mm. Division 4, uh, Nagambi upset previously undefeated Seymour VRI by 14 shots at VRI. Mark Brack's rink. With a key to victory, winning by 13 shots. Seymour, uh, Seymour won um, one rink. So it was three points and at a tie, three to 15 in the Gamby's favour. Kai defeated Shep Park by five shots and moved into the four, leaving Park six points out. Uh, Nardo de Petta has rinked by 17 shots, set up the win, while Jim Shanahan had a 20 shot victory for Park. But it wasn't enough to get him home. Kai, 16 points to two. Seymour, third. Too good for Tad Hilltop, seventh. Um, by 33 shots in a whitewash at home. Seymour's Janet Wesselman and Elliot Jarman's rinks both won by 14 shots. Ural, fifth by 12 shots over Dookie, last. 16-2. Has him on the same points as Kai, 74. But an inferior shots difference of minus 63. Yaroa's Gavin Mullane's rink by 12, their best. Well, Jason Mole Queen's rink was impressive for Dookie, winning by 16 shots. Righto. Division 5. Division 5, we're getting there slowly. If I can find Division 5. Oh, do you want me to quickly run through the results, Brian? Yeah, no, I've got them here somewhere. Division 5. The... Well, the winners were Murchison, 104 shots, to Tally, 77, 14-4. Yep. Marupna Golf, uh, 98 shots, defeated Seymour VRI, 81, 16-2. Uh, Merrigan at Shepparton and Golf had a big win on the road, 105, 95, 14-4. And East Shepparton in the, the match of the round, one-shot winners over Tatura Hilltop, 96, 95. They won three of the rinks. So um, Tatura Hilltop, uh, Rod Kirby had a 37-16 win by 21 shots, but the other three, East Shepparton Rinks, uh, Gilbert Del Nagari, Ivan Hall and Sid Neely were able to cover that and get over the line by one shot. So that is Division 5. Yeah, yeah I'll just touch on um, some of the highlights in each game. In the Murchison match against Telly, uh, Tony Martin, a new bowler at Murch, won 32-11. 
and Bill Saunders won by 13. And Billy Colley and Gary Murphy's rink salute for Tally. Top team, Marupna Golf, too strong for Seymour by 17. Jason McConkie, he's a new bowler. He won by 22 for Marupna Golf. American got off the bottom, swapping places with Shep Golf. Their opposition by 10 shots. And Merrigan had to forfeit the previous week, so obviously it got most of their players back. I think Glenn, the Shep Golf side only had three in each rink. Oh, they did yeah, too. I've got yeah, that down so. here too, mate. Yeah. So we've got to mention that. Uh, Glenn Smith's a new bowler too over at Merrigan. He won by 32 shots. Golf's Bruce Giovanetti won by 30, 28. But it was um, a very impressive performance by his rink. And they played one player short overall in each rink as Paul touched on. So uh, when you think about that, it's not a bad performance. Very, very meritorious, yep. East Shep second at Thriller by one over. Fifth place, Tad Hilltop, which Ash touched on. And Ivan Hall promoted from Division 3 to 5, I've got here. Um, a 19-shot victory was their best, while Rod Kirby won by 21, yeah. All right, we'll quickly run through the Division 6 results, Brian, before we have a break. Uh, Dookie uh, played Kyabram in Division 6 North. Kyabram, too good there, 93-53, to 14-2. Colburn Abbott, too good for Stanhope, 70-58, 14-2 as well. Shepparton Park had a clean sweep at home on their carpet against East Shepparton, 91-49. Yaroa uh, win, won a tight one against Rushworth, 70-63, 14-2. And in Division 6 South, uh, Eildon won far too good for Yay in a clean sweep, 16 points to zero, 102-53, to so a big win there. Seymour defeated Avenal also in a clean sweep, 87-51. The tight one of the, of the round was Eildon 2 beating Alexandra 2 by one shot, 70-69. to uh, they only won one rink, 12 points to four. Looking at those scores, uh, Terence Livy uh, for Alexandra won 22-18 and um, Garnet Eastman beat Craig Fox 26-25, but the big winner for Eildon by six shots and the decisive rink, Jason Allen, 27-21 over Mark Stone. So that's the weekend pennant review. Magnificent. Now we're uh, into the, the midweek from today, Brian. Midweek of today. Uh, Division 5 midweek, uh, January 25. Dookie just got over the line against Colburn Abbott, Colburn Abbott uh, 48-43, 12-2. Uh, Rushworth defeated Violettown 50-36, also getting 12 points to 2. Euroa snared all 14 points against Seymour 50-33. Division 4 South, Alexandra uh, only won the one rink, but it was enough to beat Euroa 76 shots to 64. Seymour had a big win at home against Shepparton Park, 79-48, 14 points to two. And Seymour VRI swept Eildon, 82 shots to 54. Div 4 North, Merrigan 16 nil over Kyabram, uh, 70 to 60, only 10 shots in that one. Murchison, 70 to 56, defeated Nemurka, 16 nil. Uh, big result there for Murchison uh, against um, the top side. Yeah, the top side in Namurka. Uh, 22-21 win for Marlene Lockyer over uh, Joyce Andrus. Um, Geraldine Ralton uh, won 24-20 over Paul Rees. And uh, Marg Tweddle, uh, 24-15 over Vivian Morris. 
So, yeah, that's uh, a big upset. Fair effort there from Merch. Uh, no result in Golf East. Uh, were you out at Golf today? No, we were at Shep Park today. So yeah, and uh, Shep Park got a walk over um, against Tad Hilltop. Division 3, Shep Park defeated East Shepparton 2, 69-54, 14 points to 2. Marupna Golf beat Tatura Hilltop 72-57 in a clean sweep. Brian's team, East Shepparton 1, continue on their merry way, 80-68 uh, to 68 against Marupna, 14 points to 2. As he touched on, um, uh, Lynn Thatcher having a, a good win against Terry Rowe. And Kai Abram defeated Nagambi six uh, in a clean sweep, seventy shots to fifty five. Yeah, well, I consider that a big upset because yes. Nagambi's got Robert Pay, Jane Jumanic, and um, their form's been a bit up and down though. Nagambi hasn't it? You know they've got the got the the ingredients there to be really strong in Div Three, but they haven't sort of been as consistent. No, they haven't. They have been up and down. Um, Division two. Kyabram went to Avenal and had a big win uh, or a good win on the road. 79 shots to 66, 14-2. Yaroa uh, clean sweep against Seymour, 72-55 to 55 at Seymour. So but the road team winning there. Again, uh, Stanhope on the road against Shepparton Golf, winning 77-59. And to complete the round, all the four road teams won. Chachura Hilltop defeated Shepparton Park 76-69. I saw a bit of this game, 14 points to two. It was very, very tight all day, um, probably not more than two or three shots across each rink, and Tatura Hilltop getting their noses in front at the end, which leads us to Division 1. Division 1, Paul, uh, your rink just going down by two shots uh, against Shep Park. Yeah, we had a good battle. We played Paul Warren's, Paul Warren, Peter Matthews, Jenny Hill and, and Sue Tyson. We, had, we were, at Smoko, we were down, mm. I think, 20 to 8. At, at lunch, so come back after lunch and uh, won eight, eight, eight ends to two, and got it back to yeah, went down 23 21, I think it was. So we had to actually Silky's rink had a girl, Gray Myers' rink had a good good win, and the other two rings I think went down by two each, so yeah, over the line by nine. So it was good to keep, yeah, winning and stay on top. So it was good, yep, 70 to 61 in the end, uh, as you said, 12 uh, to four. Tad Hilltop 99 defeated Marutna Golf 59, all points there. Shep, uh, East Shepparton, 76, defeated Rushworth, 56, 14-2. And Kyabram just went down to Seymour by two shots, uh, winning one rink with Seymour winning two. So 14 points to Seymour there. Uh, it was Marie Boswell's rink uh, who defeated Robert Brown, 26-15. But Max Hammond, 28-26 over Jenny Dixon. And Ian Eichfuss, 33-22 over Mary Greco got the job done for the Lions. Big win for Seymour on the road too to keep him in the in the finals hunt. Looking at the ladder, um, Shep Golf uh, still on top with 130 points, nine wins, one loss. Tatura Hilltops moved up to second, um, seven wins, three losses, 110 points. It's going to be interesting though because uh, I've noticed they've had Olivia Cartwright skip the rink today um, and Josh has been playing on Tuesdays as well. But with school going back, Next week, I'd say that might be the last time they're available um, for the midweek pennant season. So whether they can maintain that momentum with a few changes will be interesting. Some schools going back Wednesday, they might sneak one more in. Uh, okay. Not too sure. But yeah, um, yeah it, uh, it will be tight there uh, depending on how many days off uh, Dave might let them take uh, on the <laughs> way home. Yeah. Coabram, <laughs> um, six wins, four losses, 94 points. Shep Park's been the big faller. They have are uh, winless since Christmas. Uh, down to six wins, four losses, now in fourth position, 90 points. Breathing down their neck, Seymour, five and five, 82 points, and East Shepparton, five and five, 81 points, with Rushworth second bottom and Marupna Golf bottom 
um, out of the top four mix. They're probably um, fighting for relegation, those two. So that is midweek pennant review. And I reckon, Tyler, we're ready for a break. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. And welcome back, Brian. We're into the previews. Fire away. Midweek round 11, 1st of February. Um, we've got Violet Town. I'm going for them to beat Seymour. It's Division 5. Yep. Yarrow to defeat Abenal. And Rushy to go down to Colbo. Dukey's got the bye. Division 4 South. Um, Yarrow to defeat Eildon. Seymour VRI to defeat Seymour. And Alex to defeat Shep Park. Division 4 North. Uh, Murchison to defeat Shep Golf, Yamurka to defeat Kai, and Park to defeat Merrigan. Uh, and Easter got the bye. Division 3, East 1 to defeat Tad Hilltop, Park to defeat Marupna Golf, East 2 to go down to Kai, and Nagami to defeat Marupna. Division 2, Shep Golf uh, to defeat Seymour, Kai Abram. To defeat Yaroa, Park to defeat Avenal, and Stan Hope to defeat Tad Hilltop. In Division 1, I'm going for East to defeat Tad Hilltop. Oh, I mean Tad Hilltop to defeat East. Okay. Park to defeat Marupna Golf, Shep Golf to defeat Kai, and Seymour to defeat Rushworth. Couple of interesting games there, particularly the East um, Tad Hilltop game. If East is wanting to continue their momentum and push towards the top four, it's you know it's going to be a big one to shape their season. Chet Park definitely needs to get back mm. on on the on the roll um, against Marupna Golf. Um, who who, uh, who did you say Rushworth plays? Seymour at home. Okay, yeah, that'll be an interesting one as well. You know, Seymour's coming off a big win against. Kyabram at Kyabram, so um, you know they're another one that's looking to push into the four as well. So um, certainly some interesting games in the midweek division one this week. Well, I think with the crucial, um, if the card rights go back on Wednesday, they'll both play. And uh, if they don't play, well, you think East should have a big chance, um, as we touched on before. Yeah, and look, um, is that is that game at East or Tat? It's at East. Okay. Do you reckon they'll play them inside or outside? Inside. Inside, yeah. yeah. So that, that's always a little advantage. So, um, yeah, I think I think East is sort of the one at the moment that's maybe pushing for that fourth spot if Shep Park continues to sort of stutter. Yeah, I think they're only uh, six points out or something now. So. Yeah, it's about half a game. So, yep. um, Looking ahead to weekend pennant for this upcoming Saturday, round 10. We've got Eildon 1 hosting Seymour. We this is Division 6 South. Division 6 South, yes, sorry. Um, Yay uh, playing Alexandra 2, and Alexandra 1 is at home against Eildon 2. Um, looking at Division 6 North, round 10, we have E. Shepparton at home to Dookie, which will be a good game. Uh, Stanhope uh, pl- uh, travelling to Kyabram. Rushworth uh, travelling to Colbanabin and Jaroa's hosting Shepparton Park. Um, so that is Division 6 North. 
Division 5, round 10. We have Murchison at home against Shep Golf. Tally Garupna playing Marupna Golf. Seymour VRI against Tat Hilltop, which um, I don't know. Tat, Tat, did Tat Hilltop play? No. Nah. They, they've been forfeiting, haven't they, in Div 5? No, that's midweek. Oh, that's midweek, midweek sorry. Yeah. Um, and East Shepparton at home against Merrigan. Uh, Division 4, we have Kybram at home against Tad Hilltop. Shep Park in a, a crucial match uh, against Seymour VRI. Nagambi uh, hosting Dookie and Yaroa versus Seymour. In Division 3, we have... East Shepparton, Brian, your guys hosting Shep Park. Where do you think that one will be played? In Inside, outside? Where they have ones playing? Uh, not too sure. I think they might be at home as well. Yeah, they're home. We could be outside. Okay. Um, Tally Garupna looking to, uh, you know, knock off the unbeaten Seymour at home. Shepparton Golf hosting Stanhope and Avenal uh, playing Marupna. In Division 2, Paul, you might um, jump in here. Uh, you guys are hosting uh, – you're travelling to Marupna Golf. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, hopefully. Well, first around round, we, we, we had a good win against them. So hopefully if we, everyone continues to play well in all rings, we hopefully get successful there. And we sort of yeah, have a bounce back from last week after losing, so it would be good to, yep. good to have a, have a yeah, win again I'll and th- consolidate our spot on – the top, yeah. Do you oh. envision any rink changes after the loss last week? Maybe some combinations flicked around, or is there anyone to come back? I know Brett Foley will be back in Division One, which might push someone yeah, back in. Oh, we've got Trevor Dunlop here. Do um, he was out isolating last week, so hopefully Trevor will come back into the twos this week. So yeah, we've got the selectors, I suppose, to yep. look at where everyone goes and yeah, what they do. So yeah. Brian, Shep Golf for you? Yeah, Shep Golf comfortably, yep. Tatura Hilltop after their big upset win uh, hosting Marupna, which would be an interesting game. Obviously, Marupna looking to try and climb the ladder and Tatura Hilltop on a high as well. I think Marupna might get the job done, bro. So do I. I think Marupna, 14-4. Tyler? Yeah, you know I'm tipping the cats. (laughs) Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I think Marupna. Yeah, they've got Brett Gunnings there skipping now. This is, you know... Good pick up for them, so I think they should get over the line. Um, Shepparton and Park hosting Kyabram. Um, Shep Park beat Kyabram over there last time. Um, coming off a pretty disappointing loss against East Shepparton, it's pr- pretty important for for both sides, really, in terms of their, the context of their season. And you know, I think um, you know the winner of this one will go a long way to cementing their spot in the four. I'm go- I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Park, and I think it'll be a tight one, 14-4. Do you think they'll vote to play on the carpet? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, um, Division One's also at home as well. Again, uh, sorry, no, they're away. Um, I stand corrected. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I look, I think, I think you know they're playing well enough on grass, and I think probably last week the result on carpet against East Shep, I'd, I'd like to see him play on the grass and and try and win win that way. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. I know they have played probably two or three games this year under the cover, so. Um, Either way, I'll still stick with Shep Park, 14-4. Yeah, I'll go for Park. Same result. Um, Di Hands will probably be back this week as well. Like, she's available for selection. So whether she plays Division 1 or Division 2, um, you know, if she's in the twos, will be a good inclusion for Park. And the other game is Rushworth hosting East Shepherd and Brian. Um, East Shep had a good win last week against Park and will be looking to continue that. Rushworth, not always easy to win over there, though. 
Yeah, I don't know whether I doubt if Gene Sprague will be back. So I think he's still. Um, so what's what's she out with? She's just gone up to visit her daughter up in oh, Queensland. Yep. Okay. Um, she hadn't had an opportunity for the last three years fair, or something. Fair so enough. She just took it off. I think East. I think East to win sixteen two over there. Yeah, and that, and again, you know, they're sitting second at the moment. So um, a big win over at Rushworth will go a long way to sort of um, shoring up their final spot. Division one. We'll start with. Uh, we'll start from the bottom, and we'll get to the blockbuster at the end. Shep Park heading to Tatura to play Tat Hilltop. Brian, thoughts? Well, it's Tat Hilltop for me. Uh, I think they're um, playing quite well. They've got a few more players back to put pressure on their Division one players. Uh, David Cartwright's hit a bit of form. Yep. And uh, Justin Spedding as well. Yep. He's won his last couple of games. And you can't fault um, he lost last week his rink. Uh, uh, Brendan Boyd. Yep. He's had a pretty good season. And I think – and Peter Lasser, I can't – he's been – he's had a reasonable season. Well, Pete Drew with um, Fields last week. Yep. I think they'll be too strong for Park. Yeah, look, um, Park beat Tatura Hilltop at home on grass before Christmas. But as you said – you know, Tad Hilltop was sort of struggling with a few unavailabilities and things like that. Their depth took a bit of a hit. Um, they are, they seem to be firing on, on all cylinders a little bit better um, since the Christmas break. And as you mentioned, David Cartwright's rink's in really good form. Um, park selection will be an interesting one. Obviously, the Peter Matthews rink um, coming off a big loss. Um, I've got I've got a feeling Josh Warren might go back skipping this week. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure what um what what park side will look like, um but you know um, we won't have any excuses on Tatura's greens. Put it that way. If we you know they they're always running beautifully. And if we can't bowl well there, well then we won't deserve to win. Eleven uh, seven draw for mine. Uh, Paul Nichols <laughs> to steer a, uh, a ten shot victory on his rink, and uh, the other three to make up the difference for Tat. Okay, can't split them. Can't split them. Yeah, look um. I think the winner of this game will finish fourth. That's how, how important I think it is um, in terms of the fi- the finals make up. I think the top three sides are pretty safe, Kybram, Tally and Golf, but the winner of this game I think will get the last spot. Yeah, well, and then the next match we've got East versus Kai. Yep. Now, where this will be played is anyone's guess. I think if East want to win, they should play um, undercover. It's got to be an advantage. And if they play undercover, I, I believe they'll beat Kai Abram. 14-4, Jeff Beattie's due for a win. Ryan is in good form. Papa Gribble, he'll win again or draw. He's good at drawing, but he's not losing. Yep. And, of course, we've got uh, Johnny Gribble. They, they match Kai on paper, in my opinion, and I think they'll win this. If they go outside, I'll still pick them to beat Kai 14-4. Yeah, look, I think last week's result... With Kai, I don't know, maybe might be the first signs of, of them sort of just petering off a little bit. I mean, they, they did really well before Christmas and it prob, prob, they've probably, I think they've probably won enough games early on. I think they'll get a couple more on the way in to still finish in the four. But um, last week, I think might might have been maybe the first signs of them just sort of um, not, not being as close to the top two sides as what we thought. Um, I think... It'll be interesting to see whether Robbie George starts skipping in the next couple of weeks. I think um, if he was to skip that fourth rink, maybe instead of Johnny Horsler, 
I think that would stiffen him up a little bit. Um, obviously, Glenn Fields had a draw last week. He still hasn't lost for the year. Greg Schilling's always hard to beat. Um, but like you said, I think if they play him, if Eshet plays him undercover, that'll definitely give them a little advantage. And I'm with you, Brian. I think they can win a tight one, 14-4. I think, um, I think you know, Kai still got three points last week and in a 27 27- Shot loss. Uh, I think it shows they're still thereabouts, and um, I, I do think they'll bounce back uh, this week. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, Kai are a yeah, very consistent side. So East Shep, yeah, you like under, East? Yeah, under the roof, they're always hard to beat. You'd think, yeah. yeah. I, I do see Kai have already – this I stand to be corrected, but they've got their sides already up on the website, and Robbie George has shifted over to third for John Horsler. Um, so there's the first little change there. And, um, you know, I think maybe – I wouldn't be surprised if in coming weeks Robbie George ends up skipping that rink just to yeah, – um, and that would make, make them really solid across the board in their skipping spots. Yeah, that's correct. That, that's what they've posted on Facebook. Yep. Awesome. Um, Stanhope, Euroa, next game. Um, you know, these two sort of in the bottom half of the ladder. Stanhope at home probably really need this one to try and um, help their relegation battle. These are the bottom two sides. There's only five points between them. So, you know, golden opportunity for both sides to get a win on the board. I always, I, I always tend to favour Stanhope at home. I think they bowl a little bit better over there. Um, you know, as we mentioned, gave... Um, Ben Fletcher and Jamie Stokes an opportunity to skip last week. Hopefully they get a second second crack at it. And, you know, I think against Yarrow, they'll be a good chance of being a, being more competitive um, than they were last week against Tally. I'm going to go Stanhope um, 14-4. Yeah, well, I'm going to go Yarrow 14-4. Yep. This is the toughest game to select, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think Yarrow with Kenny Suckliffe and Andy Houston's guy can yep. be. I reckon they'll... Just get over the line. Yeah, I think it's one of those games where a big rink result, Tyler, either way, is probably going to decide the overall margin. Yeah, and I think Kenny Sutcliffe's capable of that. So, um, yeah, I'll be going your way as well. And then the blockbuster, first versus second, Shepherd and Golf hosting Tally Garupna. Um, big game, I mean, uh, probably not in terms of the the minor premiership. I think, I think Golf's pr- pretty much, I think they'll end up winning that, but... In terms of the psychological, I think going into the final, golf um, just got over the line last time. But the two sides, and you'd expect this going into close to finals, are going to be close to cherry ripe, you'd reckon. Brett Foley's missed the last two weeks. Um, you'd expect him to come back in. Mitch Sidebottom didn't play in the game before Christmas between these two sides. He'll be back, and Mark Ryan is expected to be back. The only query, Guy Madigan will be touch and go um, due to isolation, my understanding is. Um, so fr- um, it'd be interesting to see whether he can play one of their better leaders. Uh, Brian, your thoughts on this game? Where does it? Where's it going to be won and lost? Well, this is Tally's best opportunity. It's, uh, it'll be just like a final. They got within four shots last time. Mm. Uh, uh, Brett, Foley, uh, Brett Foley hasn't been playing. He hasn't had the match fit um, practice, match yeah. practice. And I reckon it's, this is um, their best chance to defeat them. And if Mark Ryan plays, I think they'll get up by six shots overall. 14-4. Yeah, both teams are pretty evenly match, so it'll come down to just, yeah. 
Rink scores are pretty close, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think Fo- Foley in's a massive inclusion. Um, obviously, we we would have played him last week if he was in. Brad Robertson stepped up and skipped. Um, but they'll be a totally different proposition just with Brett's experience and obviously played in a lot of big pennant games, played state bowls. And um, I think... Um, Brattle bowl with a lot more confidence playing third to him as opposed to being in charge of the rink. Um, you know, Brett often, or we, we played him the first time we played ship golf and had Brad sort of just talking him through the game and the different shots and those sorts of things. And like you said, Brian, it'll have a finals feel and I think there'll be a lot of theatrics and yahooing and all that sort of thing. I think both sides will understand the importance of it. So this this will be a fair income blockbuster. I can't go against golf at this point. I I, th- I think they'll win it by ten shots, and I think they'll win. I think they'll split the rinks. Yeah, I, I think you, you're right about the atmosphere. Uh, both will be very up and about for it. My interest. Uh, I've just checked the emails, and it hasn't come through yet. Though um, Tally's side, uh, my my interest is in what Tally does with their skips. Mm. Obviously, with Rhino coming back in, yeah. Um, so that'll be uh, an interesting precursor. But I think the actual match. Um, we we saw it in the grand final. You've you just can't give golf an inch, and um, I think that golf still has that inch in them at mm. the moment, um, and I think they'll get the job done. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's level after 90 and, and golf still wins by 15. Interesting, interesting point you mentioned with the um, the tally skips because um, Matt Robinson's um, had four games at skipping this year. He's got three wins in a draw. Um Liam Crapper has been in really good form. Mitch Sidebottom's lost once for the year. We've touched on David Dawes, I think, last week. has had a bit of an up-and-down sort of year. Um, if Ryan is back, he did have Robertson playing third for him for a time this year. So, yeah, there are some big calls. And, you know, sometimes in these big games or these important games um, – Selection can have a big bearing on it before before you start because those and Paul, you'd probably be able to speak to this. Rink combinations are are really important. You want to you want a four that vibes really well, and if you're chopping, having to chop and change all the time, it can upset the dynamic of the team. Yeah, sometimes, it does. like last year, we had the same four guys. It was Brownie, Kingy, me, and Glenn Cartwright. And we, yeah, we all bonded well, and yeah, and and you know when your rings do change around a bit, yeah, just. Yeah, you get a good bond with the guys and, yeah, you know what they're going to bowl and how they're going to bowl each week and, yeah. And, and even Shep Golf's had that, like, um, you know, um, Brett was originally picked, Brett Foley was originally picked last week and then had to pull out. So all of a sudden, you know, Brad has to step up and skip and they had, they had to rejig the rest underneath him and they had to bring Ash King in from the twos to the ones and they were a little bit unsettled, I felt. Um, so, you know, and I guess that's just the situation we're living in. It's going to be moving all the time with COVID and things like that. There's going to be unavailability. So the, the side that adjusts the best is probably going to be the one that wins. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised, <coughs> excuse me, if Matt Robertson skips. And so who'd According make to Jeff Beattie, well, I'd Mark Ryan might play third to him, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I reckon there you are. There's one out of left field. But Jeff Beattie uh, told me to Tuka that uh, he was very impressed with the way Matt Robertson bowled. And look, um, you know, that's, I guess, the luxury Tally has with, with their depth at the, in those positions at the moment, as we've probably touched on um, in terms of... Um, the gap between them and Shep Golf, it's probably oh, they may be lacking a third or two, and that's that's where um, you know uh, Robbo or Ryan playing third that that can easily um, fix that problem. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking about it next week. Um, hopefully, it's the the blockbuster that we're we're hoping for, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be a going to be a big one. Mm. 
For sure. Thanks very much, Paul, for uh, coming on the show. It was great Thanks, to have uh, someone in the studio for the first time since round one, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> it's, been, right. it's been good. And uh, Brian and Ash, once again, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for that, guys, and congratulations, Paul. Nice. Yeah, thanks, thanks Paul. Uh, thanks, Tyler and Ash, and we'll see you next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.